A redneck rave in Kentucky ends with 48 people charged, a throat slashing, and an impalement. A Massachusetts bar will accept Monopoly money for a few hours, and a family is shocked as a cat they thought they'd cremated turns up a few days later on their doorstep. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. Sometimes I do accents. You know, I'm not great at them, but whatever. We just try and spice it up here at Weird AF News. What do you have in your life that's spicy? I want to know. Send me a video. A redneck rave in Kentucky ends with 48 people charged, a throat slashing, and an impalement. All at the redneck rave in Kentucky. (laughs) Take your whole family. It's safe. Your throat might get slashed, but other than that, good old time in Kentucky, the redneck rave. I mean, there's redneck festivals all over the land, but you know the one in Kentucky is authentic. That one's like (laughs) 48 people arrested. 12 teeth between all of them. This is Kentucky. Kentucky's getting international attention for a recent five-day party billed as the Redneck Rave. Five days of rednecks? How? I can't handle five minutes of rednecks. Dozens of people have been arrested. Even more have been cited. Blue Holler Off-Road Park in Edmondson County hosted last week's Redneck Rave event. Organizers said it would feature, quote, Mud, music, and mayhem. Yep, mud, music, and mayhem. Sounds like there was a lot of mayhem. More mayhem than anything else, really. <laughs> Someone was impaled. I mean, that's mayhem. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I went to the website for the Redneck Rave, and I, I just couldn't figure out what they do. I was looking for like a list of events or bands. All I got is, it says, the Redneck Rave, the biggest country party you'll ever go to, has gone nationwide and coming to your state. No, don't come to my state. Stay where you are, Redneck Rave. I don't need my throat slashed. This is a weekend event like you've never been to in your life. That's right, because you'll be impaled. (laughs) It says, where the stars and future stars of country music party and play in the mud with everyone like one big giant family. That's what it says happens at the Redneck Rave. You just play in the mud with some country music stars. I highly doubt the country music stars get in the mud with you, but uh, we can imagine. There's a big uh, picture here of men with guns. Uh, Look like uh, assault weapons. It says Second Amendment. Okay. What else? There's pictures of scantily clad ladies. But it doesn't say a list of events. Oh, here's some things. Giveaways. Updates. Behind the scenes. I just want to know what goes on over there. I clicked on the tickets to find out how much they are, and it doesn't say the price because they were already sold out. This is a sold-out event. People are just into the redneck rave. Who knew? Now, it says here at the Mud Music Mayhem event, 34 people were cited on criminal charges that ranged from assault and strangulation to drug and alcohol possession. I don't know why you would arrest people for drug and alcohol possession at a redneck rave. It seems to me like you have bigger problems than that. (laughs) What about everybody with uh, semi-automatic weapons? No, no, that's fine, man. Bring that to the rave. You know, you want to be rolling around in the mud, listening to music, you know, with an AR in in your lap. It says here, one man reportedly had his throat slit. Doesn't say why. Another woman was allegedly choked until she lost consciousness in a fight over a blanket. <laughs> over a blanket. <laughs> it was a little chilly at the redneck rave, apparently. This is an outdoor event. 
Some who attended the Redneck Rave reported accidental injuries. No, these aren't accidents, everybody. This is supposed to happen at a Redneck Rave. Uh, this included one person was impaled by a log. <laughs> How do you get impaled by a log at a rave, at a music event? Really? It says it's an accident, but I find that hard to believe. I just picture somebody that looks like ZZ Top just impaling someone with a log. <laughs> the organizer posted on the f- Facebook page some plans to improve on the things that happened at this event to make the one scheduled for October even better. There's another one in October. That's not very far away. How many redneck raves are you having? What, four a year? That's way too many. There's way too many throats being slit. <laughs> Way too many shootings. You know there's going to be shootings. This redneck event, man, it's got to wind down just a little bit. And it's coming to our states, guys. It's coming everywhere. We're going to be attacked by the redneck rave. They're like just a gang of rats just coming to your town, just infesting with mud and mayhem. Look out. Yay! A Massachusetts bar will accept Monopoly money. This is a lovely story. I've always wanted to spend Monopoly money in the real world, especially at a bar of all places. This is a story out of Massachusetts. No doubt I'll be able to whip out my accent. Let's see where we go with this. A bar in Massachusetts is going to briefly accept Monopoly money in exchange for actual goods and services. It'll be this Wednesday. And this grants the wishes of everyone who has ever played Monopoly and wanted to spend it somewhere out there on Earth. (laughs) Ralph's Tavern. That's the name of the bar. Ralph's Tavern in the city of Worcester. You might have heard of Worcester because it's spelled in a way that doesn't look like it's pronounced as Worcester. And uh, Ralph's is currently trying to get a spot on the upcoming Worcester-themed edition of the Monopoly board game. I can't believe Worcester's getting a Monopoly board game, but okay. And it was a few nights ago that a friend of the owner of Ralph's suggested they begin campaigning by putting on an event and accepting Monopoly money. And it's a very good idea. Here's a quote from Eric, a spokesperson for the bar. The idea came about during one of those after-midnight discussions, you know, after a couple of frosty beers at Ralph's Bar. We joked back and forth about it until the owner said, you know what, screw it, I'm in. (laughs) Now, Wednesday's Monopoly-themed event is only only gonna last for a few hours, guys, okay? So get your Monopoly money. Go find that board that's tucked away in the closet in a cabinet somewhere. It's probably missing a lot of the pieces anyway, so you might as well just use the money at this bar. Between the hours of four and six only. Ah, oh, that's unfortunate. But you know, you could get pretty sloshed in two hours, I'd imagine. Get that five dollar, five hundred dollar bill, five dollar. That five hundred dollar monopoly bill. Bring it in there. Get yourself some pictures. It says here there is no limit on how much a patron can spend. Oh, this is all good news. I'll see you there with a stack of colorful money, Ralphs. Purchases made with monopoly money, however, are reserved for only a select items. None of which are alcohol. None of which are alcohol. What is this? None of which are alcohol. How are you going to be a bar telling everybody to bring Monopoly money like it's a big party and then you can't even serve alcohol for the Monopoly money? This is a real trickery of a situation here. Now, Eric is quoted. Maybe he's going to clear this up. Because of Massachusetts law, we can't really accept Monopoly money for alcoholic drinks. Sorry. But there will be giveaways and you can buy as many hot dogs as your heart desires at the bar. (laughs) No, Eric, I want alcoholic beverages. What do you think this is? You think I want to spend my Monopoly money on just a bunch of hot dogs? Items that can be purchased with Monopoly money include admission to the event, which is five Monopoly bucks. Hot dogs are 10. 
Alcohol-free Jello shots are twenty and stupid. Raffle entries are fifty dollars. All other menu items can be purchased with legal U.S. currency. Blue. Goodness, come on now. In addition to raffles and giveaways, Ralph's Tavern is encouraging the guests to dress up as Uncle Pennybags for a chance to win some additional prizes. There's going to be a Monopoly piece scavenger hunt, woo, among other events. They're expecting a very big turnout. We had people last night show up with Monopoly money. We told them to come back on Wednesday. What do you think this is? We could just give out stuff every night of the week for Monopoly money? We're a bar. We're trying to stay in business, okay? We're a cornerstone of Worcester. Can't just be giving out our shit for Monopoly money. It's not real money, guys, at the end of the day. I can't pay my rent. Ralph's can't pay the electric bill last we checked with a $50 Monopoly Monopoly buck, which I think is pink, but I can't really remember. (laughs) Apparently, Ralph's is the oldest running tavern in Worcester. And they would be honored to be one of the locations, locations chosen for the Worcester edition Monopoly board. I can't even believe there's a Worcester edition of the Monopoly board, but maybe I'll have to get it. That way I can just use the, the, the Boston accent the entire time I'm playing and just annoy everyone. A family shocked as a cat they thought they'd cremated turned up on a doorstep a few days later. A family grieving for their dead cat got a huge shocker when he turned up alive a few days after they'd cremated him. Can you believe it? They cremated him. They thought he was dead. Has he been buried in a pet cemetery like the movie? That's when the pets come back alive. Because you miss them. The name of this cat is Frankie. Frankie's a 16-year-old tabby. Frankie went missing from his home in Warrington, Cheshire. After a desperate search, Frankie's owner, Rachel, believed she'd seen her cat lying dead on the nearby M6 motorway. It's not a highway. It's not a freeway. In England, it's a motorway. (laughs) Yes, a motorway. Ooh, let me get something out of the boot. You guys have weird words. Here's a quote from Rachel. Well, you know, the markings matched Frankie. And we lived so close to the motorway, we were sure it was Frankie. We thought it was Frankie. We assumed it was Frankie. We found him on the motorway, after all. I need a drink. I drank a lot when I thought Frankie was dead on the motorway. Went right to the pub. Yes, don't remember much. Told everyone Frankie was dead. Thought I might have a funeral in my backyard. (laughs) I'm just amusing myself at this point. Okay, believing her pet was dead, Rachel rang the highways agency. I don't know what that is. Just a phone number for all the highways in England. Just ask ask him some questions. Just call him up and be like, yo, what's with all the cracks, bro? What's with all the potholes? You gonna pay for my tires, bro? Okay, she rang the highways agency, and after the weekend, the workers from the agency went out to retrieve the dead animal. How many days did you leave it out there? Highways agency workers recovered, quote, Frankie's body, took it to a vet. Unfortunately, the staff was unable to scan the cat's chip, so they couldn't identify the chip. They told Rachel the body was that of a fluffy male tabby with white markings. Rachel assumed that they'd found Frankie. It was Frankie. She collected the body from the vets, and together with her heartbroken family, they had the beloved pet cremated. They really cared about this cat, obviously. And that would have been where the story ended, except Frankie wandered into the family home a few days later, (laughs) seemingly unaware that there had been any fuss at all over him. Rachel said, Then he just, he came back, very frail and hungry, but alive. So, you know, I guess we cremated someone else's cat. Oh, feel kind of bad about that. Well, so grateful that Frankie's back. He was, of course, bedraggled. 
very thin, meowing to come in as if nothing had happened. Can you imagine? We all cried. We're, we're still very shocked. He's so lucky. We would, we would like to know whose pet we've cremated, though. We'd like to know if, anybody, if anybody's missing a tabby. I'm so sorry. I had your cat burnt to a cinder. Don't worry, though. I, I put the ashes in a very lovely place. I, I put it at the pub. I just put them in the pub. The pub has a big fireplace. I threw them in there. And then I puked in there, too. So I just gave him an, I gave your cat's ashes a very proper send-off, you know? Well, thanks again for being present for another episode of Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a five foot seven comedian. Yep, that's right. I believe it's the only one of its kind. <laughs> if you guys would love to give me a hand, you could leave this show a review. Yeah, that's right. If you like it, leave it a review on either Amazon or iTunes. Make sure you're subscribed and tell a friend. Now, Today being Thursday, that means uh, tomorrow is a very special occasion. It's Florida Friday, so if you would like to send me Florida stories, you can email them to me, funnyjones at gmail.com. Or you can also send them to me via Instagram, at funnyjones. As always, if you'd like to call the show and leave a little rant, call 646-450-2012. And if you'd like to support the show because you're a huge, huge fan, you listen every day, and you're like, oh, I want to help out Jonesy, I want to... I want to show them how much I appreciate the show and support it. Check out the Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Weird AF News, and you can support the show that way and get extra Weird AF content along with that. Well, thank you so much, guys. We'll see you tomorrow for Florida Friday. Have a good one.